0: podcast is
1: part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV, proudly sponsored by Everlast. I've got Frank Warren's uh, breakfast behind them, that massive bottle there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's, that, that, that's old news now. That's getting, that record's getting broken.
1: Well, for people who
0: don't know what that bottle is, just to explain. Um, Wembley presented that. that to us for the uh, highest grossing and highest t- attended event they've ever had there.
1: Well, uh, hopefully it does get smashed, um, and you get this fight with Alexander Usyk on. Just want to get your quick reaction, actually, just to a, a video we've just seen of Tyson Fury um, saying he's going to knock out Alexander Usyk, saying he's in the best shape of his life, and also um, had some words for Simon Jordan. What did you make of the video?
0: Well, look, first of all, Simon's always, uh, sorry. First of all, Tyson is always in great condition. I mean, that's what he does. He trains hard. That's what the gym has been, as he says himself, his savior. So for people, and they have people who've been saying it, that he won't be fit and ready, he's not, He's not, you know, fit enough to box. You only got to see, look at him on any video and you see how fit he is. And you just showed me the video that he put out. Um, I think, you know, as reg- I haven't spoke to Tyson yet, but I, I think the thing regarding Simon is because everybody keeps saying that he's been holding it up. And I was listening to some of the stuff... Uh, over the last few days, like as if to say, we're trying to wriggle out the fight. And that's never been the case. And I think Simon's now acknowledged that, or has, does acknowledge that, and that's where we are. And you know, we, we do a lot of shows with Talk Sport as, a, as broadcast. They broadcast a lot of our events, and they'll obviously be broadcast in this event. But you know, it's not easy to make these fights. People think you're just gonna show up and it's done. And, 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 and you know, with the advent of um, social media, You know, what was yesterday changes today. And, you know, in the meantime, what we have managed to get done this week, and mostly through Tyson, well, both the boxers, Tyson and Alexander, is that they've agreed the split. So once the splits are agreed, that's it. And, you know, and I hear people keep moaning about, you know, why is Usyk getting less money? Because that's the split. I'm not, I'm not in the Usyk business. I'm in the Tyson Fury business. I am work, work with Tyson, work for Tyson. And what we have to do is do the best deal for our man. And, you know, everybody agrees this This is a fair deal. Otherwise, they wouldn't be entering into it. Um, and I think Tyson deserves a lot, of, a lot of credit for this fight, as does Alexander Usyk. Because at the end of the day, these guys have stepped up there's been, they're both undefeated, they're both, a lot of people got a view who win, and, bo, and, and, and both of them have got, you know, do have a great story moving forward, but Tyson, when I look at him, what he's done as a fighter, he beat the best heavyweight of his generation in Klitschko all those years ago, went to Germany, complete underdog and beat him. And i said before, he's been out, he's had three fights now with Wilder in the States, but again, went abroad and done what he had to do there. And, Wilder at that time was undefeated for six years. They never got the Wilder and Joshua fight on, who was the hot fighter at the time with AJ. They never got it on. You know, Tyson got it on. We got that fight, we got those fights on. And now this big fight's happening. This big unification fight with a, a fire too. by the way, has been a brilliant fighter, both as a Olympian, as a cruiserweight, and as a heavyweight. He's been come up and beat, beaten everybody. He's fought up to as yet, including... You know, one of our national heroes in AJ. So it's all all there to be done. Two guys at their prime. Very doesn't happen a lot. You know, I go back to Lennox Lewis, who was a great fighter, but he never fought Riddick Bowe when he fought Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson wasn't in his prime because he and, and Lennox at the time I, I recall took step aside money to let Tyson have another Tyson, Mike Tyson have another fight. So Tyson hasn't done that. He steps up. Let's get it on, let's do it. And there's all this talk about rematches and so forth. And he actually came out and said, let's not complicate it, let's kill the rematch. Winner takes all, virtually winner takes all. Who walks away with the four belts and there's no contractual obligations to anybody. We don't get into those situations when sometimes there's a rematch and it takes forever to get it on for various reasons and so forth. That was his suggestion. Um, All I want to do now is get everything um, finalised, which we are doing, working with, um, with uh, Usyk's people. Alex, Alex is brilliant, eagus, and, and most of the dealings that... And I spoke with uh, Alex yesterday, and George has been dealing a lot with... or deals with him on a daily basis. They're good people to work with. They're very professional. They want what we want, and that's to deliver the biggest heavyweight fight that's ever taken place in Europe, in this country... And the first time ever, four belts have been on the line for a heavyweight, heavyweights. It's huge. It's massive fight. It's a huge, it's gonna be something special. And you know, we'll sell out. Those tickets will go like that. No problem at all. That's gonna be a sellout. It's gonna do fantastic business. And it should do. And it really should do. This is a national event. It's taken over the last few days from the from the football. It's the lead is again, it's the lead story on Talk Sport this morning with with us, uh, with Simon and Jim, and, and and quite rightly so. There's a lot of interest in this fight. Everywhere I go, people are talking about it. it's going to happen, isn't it? Well, it is going to happen because we, as a team, and also working with the other with the other side of the uh, of the card with six people, we've got it together, and we're going to make this work, and we're going to make it a massive, massive event, and people are going to love it.
1: Well, thank God it has taken over the Premier League news because I heard any more about Arsenal winning the league, I think
0: well, I I'd have an up, an up attack. I get, listen, I want to get on to that now. I mean, you know, this is, I mean, it's unbelievable. I watched the game on Sunday. The first half was just sublime football. They were just something else. I mean, you know, to all you haters out there, I couldn't give a toss. They are playing so, so well. They are a really, you know, it's setting it like I'll tell you, uh, me, I'm like a young kid at the moment. It's just flying me. Team's doing brilliantly. And I was a big doubter of, of Mikel Arteta. I'll take my hat off to him. He's, he's he's proven, certainly proven me wrong. He's done brilliantly. He's got these kids going. And whatever happens this season, and I think we'll win the league, whatever happens, I mean, he's it's, it's amazing what he's done. And obviously, our man, the big man, he's going to go out there. He's going to come back with four belts.
1: You, you talked about the, the split, the rematch clause, etc. We'll get into that a little bit more. I just want to rew- rewind back to last week. You guys did months and months of negotiations behind closed doors. We guys in the media kept asking you and really nothing got out. Suddenly last week, it went very public with Tyson and Alexander. How has that affected negotiations?
0: Well, it hasn't. I mean, you know, it, it, it did help, I think, the two fighters saying what they said in the last few days about the split and agreeing to it and so forth. Um, the, the, the problem was, was it going to go on in Saudi or not? Any expectation levels? And when it got to the stage where we knew that weren't going to happen, then we had to work on the deal which we have worked on between all of us to make it happen. Um, you know, Saudi is, is brilliant that they're getting into boxing. It's brilliant they're paying premiums to get fights over there and so forth. But at the end of the day, you know, we have to deal with the reality of, reality of where we are. And the reality is they're not, not in a position at the moment to do this fight or weren't in, or saying they're not in a position to do it sometime until November or December. We can't wait that long. Okay.
1: Now, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe when the fight was due to take place in Saudi and you guys were dealing with them, the fighters, i.e. Tyson and Alexander, were negotiating their own deals with Saudi. Is that correct?
0: No, we were negotiating our deal, and they, they were negotiating their deal.
1: But in, term- in terms of In terms of Wembley, um, obviously, there's a pot and it's your guys who yeah, show I mean, what, it was a different deal in Saudi, wasn't was it?
0: What's happening in Saudi is they'd already done a deal with uh, Usyk. He'd already signed a yeah. uh, contract with him, and we were negotiating for Tyson, but it just was not going to happen. So we are where we are and we've agreed terms and we jointly will promote this fight between all of us.
1: Now, of course, when you get to Wembley, that pot changes and it goes down. It's no secret. Um, when did the conversation start with yourself and Tyson about, you know, the split at Wembley or was that a sporadic moment from Tyson last week where he said 70-30, that's it?
0: I mean, look, we've been talking about money for a while, but, you know, I, I don't really want to get into that. I know, you know, we sort of brought it up, you've brought it up, I've brought it up, but I don't really want to get into too much detail about because it it's irrelevant. It is totally irrelevant to the situation. All the fans want to know, it's on. All the fans want to know where they can buy a ticket and all the fans want to know is the pay-per-view, what it's going to cost. That's really it.
1: Having said that, there's been a lot of uh, sort of talk in boxing. People in boxing have said, oh, it's not fair that Alexander Usyk's only getting 30%. Who's saying that? A lot of people in you boxing, on, Frank. Tell me
0: who, who. <laughs> I want to tell, tell me who's saying it.
1: Well, just to name a few at the top of my head, uh, Tony Bellew, Darren Barker, there's been loads, but why, why is 70% justified for Tyson Fury at Wembley? Tell me.
0: Because that's what we secured for him. That's it. That's the deal, you know. Why is it? What, you know, what do I care what Tony Bellew said? He always got something to say about anything. Remember, Tyson only fights. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is it 175 days of the each year? He only fights once every 175 days, or whatever it is. Yeah, 180 days a year. 182 and a half days a year. He only does that. He only fights one, once every 100, uh, 185 what 85 uh, 82 and a half days a year so he's entitled to get paid i mean it'd be right if he was out twice a year
1: okay i think i know what you're referring to there but uh <laughs>
0: who cares what tony bellend says i mean who gives a toe a toss i have no it's insignificant these guys are the best these are these are hall of famers future hall of Famer fighters these are great fighters who gives a monk is what he what said? He's, you, you mean to say if it was him there, he wouldn't be saying that he wants the lion's share and so forth? Do me a flavour.
1: Okay, okay. Um, Tyson, in that video where he talked about, you know, it's 70-30 or, or move on, he he, he made a reference um, to Daniel Dubois and said to usik you know, either take the 70-30 split with me or go and fight <laughs> Daniel Dubois um, for a couple of million dollars. Now, obviously, Daniel was your client, and um, <clears throat> that would still be a big fight, Usyk Dubois. But the differences in, in pots between Fury Usyk and Usyk Dubois is obviously drastic. And is the point he was trying to make um, that to, to earn some serious money, i.e. Alexander Usyk, you're going to have to fight me. Is that the, the point he was making, you believe?
0: Well, I mean, that's the facts. That's what it is, you know, this guy's, you know, he's the WBC champion. You know, Daniel's a, a tremendous, well, or he is at the moment, the WBA regular champion. Um, and if had the WBA ordered the fight between him, between Usyk and Daniel, then we'd obviously have to get that on. And that would have all gone by the wayside, but they haven't. And they've sanctioned this fight, or they're, they're saying this fight can go ahead. But the bottom line of all of that is, is... It's, there's an opportunity here, and this opportunity's been grabbed now by both fighters to move this forward and do it. And that's where we're at, and that's all we want to do is get it on. You know, Daniel will get his chance because there's going to be, there, there will be after this fight, whoever wins this fight is going to have some mandatories to, to deal with. So Joe Joyce, um, Daniel, they're going to be involved in those fights. So they're going to get their shot at the, at, at the world title, providing they both keep winning.
1: Now, In terms of the rematch clause, um, Alex Krasic, promoter of Alexander Usyk, has been very vocal about this in saying that you guys, at at the start of the negotiations, wanted that rematch clause and now Tyson has come out and said he wants to get rid of it. So do you want to make comment on that, please, Frank?
0: Well, I mean, I think it's... You know, I'm, I'm not going to argue about that, but, but the thing is, Tyson said to make this an easier deal so we're not hanging around and so forth, and sometimes rematches, depending on who wins the fight, can take ages to get, take place. We've seen some of them fall over in the past, what he just said, let's just make it, make, let's make it all or nothing. You got know, the pressure of that, all or nothing, no rematch. That's how confident he is.
1: To people who would say, you know, the goalposts are being changed late, what would you say to that in terms of Tyson's demands in this last week?
0: What the, what would the demands be for then? Well,
1: I suppose, you know, people could say, at first you guys were talking about having a rematch clause in, now Tyson's saying, let's get rid of it, and then the, the 70-30 split That's as well. That's not going to stop the fight from happening.
0: You know, one way or another, we'll we're, we're accommodate each other. I think what Tyson was doing is throwing down the gauntlet to... To uh, Usyk and saying, to him, what, you, "What you, you know, fine. If I, you know, if my side asks for that, kill it. I'm not interested in it. Let's just go straight to it. Let's let's sue the best man. The best man walks away with a prize. No obligations. You can go and do what you like then. That says a lot about Tyson.
1: How do you feel about that though, as his promoter? Because it, you know, it is a promoter's duty to, you know, look after the best entrants interest of your client if the client is saying he wants to get rid of the rematch clause then that's up to him but um anything can happen in a fight
0: you're right one punch can change anything no god forbid you can get a cut you could be a, you could be in front of the fight right up until the t- until 12 seconds to go or of, of the last round and you get a bad cut and it gets stopped anything can happen in boxing but that's what tyson said he wants to do listen tyson's you know he's not he's not a schmuck he's a smart guy he's a very very smart operator and that's where he's at. That is, I mean, I've seen, you show me some stuff you came in this morning, and look how fit he is. He's in the gym. He's not, All these people are saying that he's not fit. I mean, look at him. He's absolutely fit as a butcher's dog. All he needs to do now is uh, get some sparring sorted out, and that's it. But he is what he is. He's a fighting man, and, and he's, you know, he just wants to get the fight on. Well, the fight is on. That, this fight is on. And the rest of it will get sorted out. Whether there's a rematch or not, we'll work that out. I don't particularly... That is not going to stop this fight from happening.
1: Alex Krashchuk and the other side believe he hasn't been training. But I guess a point... Well, a, have, have a look at the video. I, I, post
0: that video.
1: I, I guess the point is, if he hasn't been training, then there's no need to worry about a rematch clause. Just go and beat him. I agree with you.
0: I agree with you. You know, whatever you want to do look i'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize i'm I really I'm not gonna criticize Alex because I like him and I think he's a I think he's a top guy to work with um he's got to do the best he can for his man and i've got to do the best I can or out you know queens we got to do the best we can for tyson and that's what we're doing at the end of the day you know I know people like to think what they a lot of people have a an opinion what's going on behind the scenes. A lot of people think they know what's going on the scenes, but they don't. If you're not involved, you don't know. It's all guessing and so forth. And at the end of the day, as I said, all that matters is that both the fighters have agreed the terms and the rest of the bits and pieces, we'll just, we well, are be knocking them down as we speak.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I spoke to Alex Krasik last night and you guys are singing off different hymn sheets. I don't know whether he's just sort of, uh, doing it as negotiation tactics, but he said it's more likely than not this fight doesn't happen. You're saying the complete opposite. So
0: why do you think that is, Frank? Oh, if he, look, I don't know why he's saying that. The fight will happen. Tyson's in training for it. We're not going to, you know, we're not going to be laying out money and so forth on putting this thing together. If it's not going to happen, it's pointless. And if he really feels it's not going to happen, they're going to have another fight.
1: He said that there's a deadline of Friday on this. or you just dropped a bit of jewellery, Frank. (laughs) (laughs) It's a million pounds down the drain. Uh, Easy, Easy come, easy, go. Um, He he said that there's a deadline of this week on it, i.e.,
0: Friday. Uh, Do you share that sentiment? This fight's going to happen. I'm not going to get into all that. I mean, it's irrelevant. It's all totally fucking irrelevant. The fight is happening. End of story. So, announcement very soon, Frank? Yeah, I'm announcing the fight's happening. (laughs) What can I say? It's happening, boys! It's (laughs) happening, and that's it. Don't worry.
1: So, uh, do you believe enough time to get a press conference underway, uh, tickets on sale, get the undercard sorted for April 29th?
0: If we put the tickets on sale tomorrow, they're gone. His last fight at Wembley. Was it nearly 258,000 people in the queue to buy, at that time, 80-odd thousand tickets till we got consent to put it up to 94,000 capacity? What was, this is a bigger fight. There's four belts on the line, two undefeated fighters. This is a massive fight. This is the fight. This is the guy who beat the guys fighting the guy that beat our other guy. Tyson beat... Klitschko, the best of his generation, beat the biggest puncher out there, out there in heavyweight boxing in God knows how many years, in classic fights, on the floor, up, took the shots and came through and won those three fights. And you've got this guy who's in Usyk, who done a job, done a complete job on AJ. Just Just back... That's all that matters. And they're in the ring together. They're going to get in the ring together and they're going to fight each other.
1: Just back to uh, his training point. Um, oh, is that Alex Krasik? <laughs> no, it's a
0: substitute opponent we got standing
1: by. Um, Sh- Sugar Hill's AJ, currently in... Uh, AJ. Who's it? It's a- AJ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sugar Hill's currently in Miami, um, training Lawrence Akoli for his yeah. fight. So that's a March 25th, Akoli. So when...
0: You know, is he going to come straight back into camp with Tyson? Because he has, he's got plenty of time to be there with him. Tyson, Tyson's, Tyson's a, pro, a top professional. He knows what he has to do, and he'll be, he's in. He's now. Get, he's now in fight mode, and he'll be training hard. And then his team, the rest of his team, will come in. His the sparring partners are being organised, and he'll be ready to go. Okay. Uh,
1: final one on this. Uh, you can destroy these claims if you want. Uh, I think you already have when you were talking about Klitschko and Wilder and the wins he had there. But, yeah, there seems to be this public opinion over the last few days that Tyson Fury's ducking Alexander Usyk.
0: I don't know what to say to you. What can I say to you? I mean, you know, Tyson never ducked anybody. Anybody. Listen, this is the guy who goes to their backyards and fights them. That's what he does. He goes to the other fighter's backyard. He's always done that. Even when he had the Chisora fights down here, the first one. Chisora's a Londoner. They were in London. They weren't up in Manchester. In fact, he never had a fight in Manchester, I don't believe, till he, he fought for us. You know, he's on, he, he's on the road. He's, he's a proper, proper warrior, and he should get the respect for that, all what he does. You know, my God. I mean, and look at the performances. I mean, that performance against Dillian White was magnificent, and he sold it out on his own press conference day 1 no one there he sold it out that's that's tyson fury whether you like him or you whether you like him or not he is major box office two shows last year sold out two stadiums 160,000 tickets and and the, the last fight on was it the depths of winter cold night again in a fight that nobody according to everyone says no one wanted to see but 60,000 people bought tickets for
1: Right, let's talk about some other guys in the, the heavyweight division. So, Daniel Dubois, um, when this fight gets on with Fury and Usyk, what does he do
0: in the interim, Daniel? He'll keep fighting. He's, uh, he's, in, he's in training. He'll defend his title. He's not going to sit around waiting. So, he'll be out sometime <coughs> sometime in June, and he'll be ready to roll.
1: And his, his injury situation, that's all recovered now?
0: He's recovering from it. And he, as I say, he'll be ready to go. He's... he's, he's uh, I spoke to him the other day. He came in to see us uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I speak to him um, probably every week or so, and I speak to Martin, his manager, and he's, he's good. He's all good.
1: April 15th at the Copper Box. Obviously, we got got uh, Juggernaut V uh, Big Bang, uh, Joyce V Zhang, which is uh, heating up very nicely. Um, expecting fireworks on April 15th? I think it's a great
0: fight. You know, we're delivering a game. We're delivering fights. No one can moan about that fight, can they? You know, Joe was in one of the fights of the year last year. That fight, him and Joe Parker, was a great fight. If you're a heavyweight or a boxing fan, heavyweight fight, that was a great, great heavyweight fight. I really enjoyed it. And you know with Zhang, anybody who see that fight he had with Hugovic, for me, he won the fight. And I think most people felt he won the fight. And now Hugovic is the uh, IBF mandatory. So that's the levels that they're at. They're both big guys. They both share that they both silver medalists in their respective Olympic games. Um, so the pedigree is, their amateur pedigree is unbelievable. And as pros, they've done everything they've had to do. And you're gonna, get this, you're gonna get these two big guys in there who've got a similar style in as much. They don't take backward steps. As soon as that bell goes, they're gonna get, get right down on it and you're gonna see something. I think, I think you're gonna see a real good, good quality fight. Okay, not boxing. Fight.
1: <laughs> uh, Frank, after David Adelaide's uh, last one at your call, I know you said that you're going to try and push the board uh, to mandate his position yeah. against Fabio Waldley for the British title. Uh, have you had conversations with the board about that?
0: I have, and when the mandatory is due, I'm hoping he's going to be nominated for it.
1: Okay. Just away from the heavyweight division, obviously you've got your Telford show uh, with... That's on that, on, that, on that card, yeah, with uh, Heaney, Heaney and Flatley rematch, yeah. Kane-Baluta, and as you said, Moses out again for a second professional fight, uh, March 25th. So that's your Telford card, looking forward to that?
0: I am, it's a good fight card. I mean, all the, I mean some really good fights on there, and as you say, you know that rematch with, uh, between Nathan and Jack is a cracking fight. I think that's going to be a little bit special. You know the atmosphere is going to be, be a light there. Everybody's singing Delilah. It's not banned in that on, on our shows. You can sing as much Delilah as you like. And then we've got Jason Cunningham in, who's got his comeback fight, which I'm looking forward to. And, uh, you know, it, it's a good card. As I said, Moses will be on there. Uh, we've got Andrew Carr fighting. So, I mean, it's a real good fight card. A real good fight card. So, you know, it's what we're about, building. I mean, we've, we've sort of really been working hard in the Midlands over the last few years, and we've managed to develop... Develop a, a base there now, and we're bringing these youngsters through. And I'm hoping Nathan comes through to fight. He comes through. We want to try and do a fight of him in Stoke in the summer.
1: Okay, Frank. It does look like uh, Joshua Buwatsi is going to sign with Boxer and Sky. They're teeing him up to fight Dan Aziz, who's just won the European Light Heavyweight uh, Title. Um, there could have been an opportunity there to, to do Yard Buwatsi had he come uh, with yourself. So. Um, is that a bit disappointing to hear? Yeah,
0: very disappointing. We tried to make the fight. Very disappointing here. Very, very disappointing. Why are we messing about? That had been a great fight to make. Absolutely. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know why he's gone there, to be quite honest.
1: Did you make several plays in office to we sign him? he been
0: up to see us. He's been up to see us for three times. But he's been, he's been up to see us, to my knowledge, since he's turned professional. He's been up with me. He's been into BT with us and whatever. And it's, for whatever reason, it's not happened. So it's out of our mind there. You know, they, they, they take so long to make a decision, all the procrastination, but I they feel they've made the right decision. Good luck to them and see where they go with it. We deliver world title fights for our guys. That's what we do. What is next for Anthony Yard? Maybe Joe Smith Jr. potentially? I would love to do that. I've been talking to, to um, Bob about it. I'd love to get that fight on, but I want he's going to have a big fight in the summer. No messing about him. He's a world-class... He showed his world-class. World-class, like heavyweight, and... Uh, you know, and I want to get him back in the swing, and I want him, and I expect and I hope he's going to win some version of the world title in the future.
1: OK, just a, a brief couple of topics away from yourself. I haven't actually spoken to you since Connor Ben went on Piers Uncensored uh, with Piers Morgan. Uh, what did you make of that interview, Frank?
0: I've I, I got to be honest, I, I, you know, I just find the whole thing becoming tedious and boring in as much that all these... Various um, reasons, all these uh, these comments are made. You know, it won't go to the border control because of pride. Um, the WBC saying that all the tests that were that had taken place, the laboratories were all clean and they were done in the proper environment. The WBC saying that the only reason they failed it, he's, he's failed his drug test twice, is because of... Eating contaminated eggs that are not in, on sale in this country. Um, what do I feel about it? You still got your B samples. Take the B samples to a registered tester that everybody. WBA Vada um, UCAD, WAD was it Wada? All of them. Go just one. There must be one of those. Um, laboratories that they all use or they all know take the B test there and see what's in them because they ain't going to be they couldn't have been contaminated since could they because he's held on to them so take them there and, and, and you know clear this up once and for all it's just become tedious it's become, It's really really dra- dragging everybody's energy out of the game you know a lot of people are not happy about what's happened and and again to you haters out there Teddy. I still to this day have not received a single line of communication from UCAT. No one's written to me and said anything about it. We promoted the fight, never had anything. We found out from the media months and months ago, and it was gonna be handled by, according to what we were told by the South African uh, Federation. And if he is found, if he is, his B test, or if he hasn't got an explanation, then they should ban him. Simple as that. OK.
1: And last one, bit of an off-key topic, I appreciate, but what have you made of this ongoing situation with the BBC and Gary Lineker? Oh,
0: don't, 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 don't. What do I feel about it? Right, here we go. What do I feel about that? I think I have never heard such a disgusting comparison as to the British government and his his like his analogy that it's similar to Germany in the 1930s, which was Nazi Germany, okay? We as a nation, what we hasn't done, first of all, we hasn't come out and criticised the traffickers, the people who are trafficking trafficking these people, who are making millions and millions out of poor people, some people who are genuine asylum seekers or genuine uh, refugees, and some who are obviously jumping on their boats and coming over here, are coming from countries that don't even have any war going on in them and just taking advantage of it. Is not, so that that is an illegal activity. Them coming to this country is an illegal activity. Genuine asylum seekers who all go through the process of seeking asylum, justifiably seeking asylum in this country, go through a process and that's how it should be. If you want to come into the country, it should be done legally, not illegally, legally. By allowing, or these, not allowing, they're here. They come into this country. When they arrive, they're here. And that then blocks and bogs down the system as, as regarding genuine applicant for asylum. Because has got to deal with this. So, you know, the, the guy who goes about it lawfully, or the woman or the child who goes about it lawfully, can't get into the country. In the meantime, our country provides a, a roof over their head, Food, electricity, gas, education, health, all things, which says a lot about our country, which is a a good country. It says a lot about us. Comparing it with Germany in the 30s, who their own citizens, a lot of the Jewish population, gypsies and everything, they took away their passports. They took away their properties, stole them off them. They took away their living. They took away their identities, they took groups of families, took the families to concentration camps. And when they got to those concentration camps, the ones who they chose in their process, in this lovely process that they got, the ones they chose to work as slaves and work them to death, they did that. They did that, that country. The others who weren't deemed fit enough the elderly, the infirm, and the children were were murdered. They were put into ovens. Millions were put into ovens and killed. So how on earth can you compare us as a nation with them? Gary Lineker. How can you compare us from that point of view? It's just disgraceful, it's demeaning. And the BBC are just a bunch of pussies who just rolled over and allowed that to happen, and it's disgusting. You know, people who are paying license fees are a lamb. He's entitled to his views, but they're ill-informed views. It's an ill-informed comparison. You know, he's, he's smart about everything. I mean, I know he's the guy who, who um, when he was young, suffered a lot of racial abuse because he was black, or that people thought he was black. What is that all about, by the way? But that's what they thought about him. This is the fellow who went to Qatar, where they built the stadiums in Qatar and had all the problems as, as people, highly publicised, about human rights. And he went there and took the, took, the, took, the, took the money for the World Cup and went out there and presented. So please, don't, we don't need you to, pre- pre- to, to preach to us, the, the, the public. You've got a platform. And that platform, I don't know whether you're an employee or whether you're a freelancer. That's still to be determined, I think, I understand. But whatever you are, at the end of the day, get your facts right. We're not Nazi Germany. We're Britain. And in Britain... We are good people and in Britain, whether you like it or not, that the the refugees, illegal refugees are here are being looked after. They're not being gassed. They're not being worked to death. Fuck him Sports Social Podcast Network.